Deceive you. Oh, we're on the same sound panel right now. We're, we're live, pal. We're live we're in live. person. And we back at Quincy's Castle of K Fabe and catering. Don't 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 don't. So you know it's real. You know it's real, man. You know what? Um, you know what else is real light this week? News. News. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, not, I mean, don't we, get me wrong. We had we had a little bit of uh what would you call it? Uh, um mm. A dry day of news. I mean, I mean or a week. I mean, I, I say uh, what I'll say is there's been a lot of there, there added was, innuendo. I was say, there was there was right? some residual stuff yeah. coming in story wise down, yeah, from, from the, the whole, Shane stuff. Exactly yeah. the Shane debacle. Total debacle. Um, heard some stuff about you know Kurt Angle possibly supposedly being used as well, but yeah, it seemed like that was the case for a lot of people because I heard other people got flown out. That, yeah. that uh, for Rumble that week for just too. for just in case yeah yeah for a just in case and it's like yeah but that just in case could have got me and my family sick asshole so um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just saying anyways welcome to the Quincy Jones show I'm Quincy Jones and you know what it is Doc Lesnar the hip hop hybrid the only one in existence in the world to pro wrestling and hip hop damn it feels good to say that in person AKA the best back. damn uh, tag team on the air on the ground in space. On whatever, this mic. Whatever the plane or universe, we're going to do what we do, and that's always be the best. But uh, you know what? Since we don't have a whole lot Come to at hold me, bro. Us, Come at me. Uh, coming in for the news portion of stuff, I guess let's get in the review. Hey, I'm down with that. Little, I mean, little no lie. Little... NXT was a little bit heavy this week. Uh, when I checked the the uh, the runtime, it was uh, an hour 49. And I'm like, you're telling me y'all only had 11 minutes of uh, actual commercials? Like, that's... Usually it used to be like 145, 135. Yeah. But yeah, they, you know, again, proof that they're trying to put fit more, I should say, into everything. By the way, this is just a random thought. You notice how uh, Zion Quinn just kind of disappeared out of nowhere? Bro, I was thinking that too. It's like, so, you know, after the whole thing with uh, Legato, like, what's up? You know, but I don't know. It's been tough. I mean, I, I, and you would think it's more glaring because they've let go of so many people, you know, with the new regime change and the new. You know, vision for NXT 2.0. You know what I'm saying? But uh, speaking yeah. of, uh, of a regime change, I noticed that Vengeance Day uh, logo had a little bit of the Heartbreak Kids uh, classic "Broken Heart" on the bottom. I'm like, oh, I, I, I try to get it. this brand off. Yeah, yeah, word, word. <laughs> you remember this when you were a kid? <laughs> like, I wonder if it's oh, like man. you know, like Sean's trying to call Triple H about stuff, and he's just like, God damn, he's calling me about my. My ex. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to have to talk to him yeah, about it, dealing with my yeah, ex. It's that classic. Hey man, you know what she's saying, bro? I don't want to hear it, man. I'm good. But I mean, but what <laughs> do you? But your homies like, care so much. But her dad me. tripping again, b. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but mm. uh, you know, let's start off with NXT man 2.0. Oh. Uh, we started off actually with one of the semifinal matches for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I heard man. this was fire. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, I had to be. I was trying not to be liberal with my notes because i was like i know this is going to be when i saw how long the episode was i'm like this is going to be one of many things going on so you know Mm -hmm. uh but we had the creed brothers taking on the grizzled young vets who uh i forgot they said something about like we've had oh we've had more shower time than 
Well, it wasn't like the, the Undertaker yeah, joint, but say, yeah, yeah, they were just like, <laughs> I, th- I think they said we've had more dinners than you guys have matches or something like that, and which I was like, it's a good day. Yeah, yeah, we've I mean, had more chicken bones. Than but you. I'm gl- I'm so glad that they've they've pulled away from that. God, I don't you know, know what, what I mean? that was, um, man. Because that's true. We haven't seen them like you know sneaking around people's lockers in the wild too. <laughs> yeah, so on for some, no reason, man. Like, what, what, and no payoff. What, what? I'm just looking for copper so I can feed my drug addiction. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all yeah. come off real OC. I just real, say real that. Y'all know you know. Yeah. Anyways. Great competitive match. Straight up, like you said, crowd was actually really hot for the Creed Brothers in this one. I was actually tripping out. Mm-hmm. Um, one point, James Drake hits a suicide dive on Julius with a pretty bad crash landing, meaning he hit him, but then he ended up like literally crashing into the announce table. Oh, shit. But okay. gets up and no sells and it's just like, yeah. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> Hey, yo, in that, in that situation, that's what you got to do. like that old like, Benoit spot back in the day. Bro, it was like one of those things I'm like, this is going to hurt when I get to the back, but I, right now I got to go. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't. I, I got, you know. That's all adrenaline um, now, baby. Then GYV hit him with a deadly device right after for a near fall. Flipped the shit out of him, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish comes, though, when Brutus tags in. He gets outnumbered by GYV as they look for, like, this double team move. You see uh gibson kind of setting them up almost like a, a neck breaker james drake did the motion like he's or in, in the lucha sign language mm-hmm. going for the 450 or something crazy right yeah, that's what yeah. he said i've never mm-hmm. seen him do a 450 but he was climbing the top rope at the same time so i was like all right what's this about to be mm-hmm. but uh 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 brutus actually uh counters pushes him uh gibson back into the corner like kind of just like shoulder blocks him and mm-hmm. then julius comes out of nowhere runs and uses his back Jumps off and lands on the top rope like like uh, L.A. Knight would do. Oh, okay. And hits a huge superplex on uh, on uh, James Drake off the top Sheesh, rope. Okay. Uh, it was it was nice. Um, but uh, anyways, he ends up uh, you know hitting the superplex off the top. Then uh, obviously uh, the Creeds that hit their uh, I don't know what they call it. They, they have so many moves they don't call. Uh, it's like that assisted pop up like takedown that they do. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, it's Brutus. Very uh, innovative, but yeah. Yeah yeah. It was yeah. And then uh, Brutus, who was legal man, he hits that uh, running ground lariat for the win. Advancing to the finals. So uh, we got one of our competitors penciled in for next week at Vengeance Day for the Dusty Cup. Um, All right. That's that's for the finals, you said? Yes, yeah, it's for the finals. Uh, probably um, the favorites, I, w- I would assume, right? Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll tell you who the next ones are. I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> 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 uh, Wendy Chu versus Tiffany Stratton. I try to make this as... Uh, let's just say I wrote more about the backstage. Wendy's shown walking to the arena with Amari Miller the person she just beat last week, <laughs> both holding shopping bags, indicating that they both went on a shopping spree uh, with Tiffany Stratton's credit card. Uh, as Wendy talks about, you know, too bad it got canceled, and she just like, oh, there's just a random metal trash can in the back because this is not a hardcore <laughs> environment at all. Yeah, yeah. And she just tosses it in there. But uh, I don't know, man. It, it ended up, you know, going to the match that, they, that she had with Tiffany, who, again, I don't know why she has such a problem with her being on the roster, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Wendy getting most of the match with her usual sleepy girl sticks and offense as the crowd is really behind her. Uh, one point, Wendy makes Stratton break a nail, and she gets pissed and takes over the match like immediately. She hits this double handspring 360 splash, and I'm talking like the one that like Angelo Dawkins does. But she hit a handspring and hit it. It was nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, she okay. didn't do that the, her first match. She just did, did the regular like Kelly Kelly joint. But, yeah, she <laughs> was like, no, nah, fi- I broke this nail. I'm fitting 360 on yeah, it. You yeah, know? yeah, You know how dunked much this cost? <laughs> Straight up dunked on it. You know? custom job. Uh, it follows up with a springboard 360 splash again. I don't know. You remember this match where um, Seth hit this 360 like – Splash, or it was almost like a uh, yeah. Like a box. Who she, was that against? I, I can't, can't remember, remember who it was against. Cesaro, maybe. 
Maybe. Or I was even thinking maybe someone like Baron Corbin. I don't know. Someone that it didn't, you know, we would we would have remembered it was against unless it was like a piss poor. You know what it was? It was the match Cesaro did the the uh, UFO. Oh, okay, that makes yeah, more so sense. I think it was. So that, yeah, uh, she she did that. Like she kind of did what what's her name does, right? Um, uh, Raquel, where she kind of spins herself into like that senton. Oh, okay. But instead of just a senton, she spun herself and hit like a three sixty splash. Yeah, okay. it was kind of crazy. Yes, but yeah, she you know. I so she's got some chops more than just a daddy's girl. Thing. Yeah, okay. it's just you know for me, the whole oh I broke a nail and like that that's that can't you know we talked about it before. Certain gimmicks don't grow past the NXT. Uh, arena or yeah. building, you know what I mean. I was gonna say it doesn't seem like it fits her athleticism, but you know we'll see what happens. The same thing happened to Alexa Bliss. You know she was a glitter, whatever, and then she really came into her own and she. I would dare say away from uh, same thing with Mandy Rose. You know a lot of yeah. people had kind of up and down opinions of her, and then look at her now. I mean, you know she does have a main event tonight, and she did really well. I actually was watching from a, a growth standpoint. I'm like, you know what? I, I wouldn't have been able to forecast this a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on, man, we had a. Uh, this digital content, you know, sometimes they'll tape something and they don't, they don't even air it. But uh, that's what it said, the digital content. Uh, Draco Anthony, who, if you remember, he had this debut uh, mm-hmm. loss, uh, unfortunately, to Andre Trace uh, last week. Uh, you know, he's talking about the losses. He was disappointed in his first night at NXT before being approached by Joe Gacy in Harland. Uh, Gacy tells him that he shouldn't be disappointed and that he is here to, to not only listen to his actions, but also his words. This, mm. the true words. Of Joe Gacy, not <laughs> the vision. <laughs> quote, quote the Joe Gacy, nevermore. Like, just, he, he needs a closer. It, he needs a closer, dude. That's what it is. I will agree, and it's just tough too because I, I really liked what he started doing, but every time I hear the last name, it's hard not to go right to John Wayne Gacy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it, dude, see, I, okay, that's why that sounds for me. Because for me, like I said, I think I told you just because of like the promos and kind of like his demeanor a little bit. I always, I'm like, dude, why, why'd you guys got him doing like a cool down version of Bray. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, <laughs> from here, we had a Pete Dunn uh, interview um, slash Pete Dunn versus Draco Anthony, which is weird how it kind of just went right into it right Draco. after the digital content, which we were, I'm thinking, oh, he just filmed that. And it's like, nope. And then he just walks into, sc- and, and <laughs> he walks into camera on the next, <laughs> the very next segment. I'm like, how did oh, you okay. get here? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was, he teleported. That's, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, pretty much Pete Dunn talks about the upcoming uh, cage match he has with Tony D'Angelo as he talks about how uh, silent Tony's been on, on uh, whether it's on NXT TV or social media, but surmises that it must be hard to tweet when your fingers are still healing from a cricket bat. Uh, Draco Anthony interrupts him, telling him that Tony may not respect him, but that he does and says that tonight it will be an honor to share the ring with him. As he extends his hand to Dunn, who tells him, yeah, whatever, mate. I'm still going to try to break those fingers tonight, so good luck (laughs) as uh, as we get our next match. Uh, They surprisingly have a five-minute match through picture-in-picture, which is weird. Uh, As Tony – because I figured it's one thing if you're having a five-minute match against Andre Chase, but this is an established guy that's won titles. You know what I mean? Like that that you guys – Tried like hell to resign to make him a top guy in your company, but he's having a five minute. I don't know. I, I yeah. thought it was kind of. No, I, I get you. Yeah. Um, this is the guy's second match on TV. So 50 50 booking. Um, but yeah, they, you know, went through picture in picture. Tony tries to interfere at one point, uh, Tony D, mm-hmm. and he tries to attack him with the crowbar on the outside, but Tony evades and takes him out before hitting Anthony with a rebound German suplex off the ropes. Mm. I don't know why they don't have that in 2K. Uh, before hitting the bitter end for the finish. Uh, Post match. 
Tony D's actually hops back on the apron um, behind Pete Dunn's back while he's celebrating and locks in a sleeper before Dunn actually grabs his fingers and snaps him once again. Oh. Uh, you got Tony D ducking out the ring, and uh, Dunn just starts going crazy. He, started, he, he goes out the ring on the other side, starts pulling out all kinds of weapons from under the ring, including, uh, you know, candlesticks, a bunch of chairs, uh, I think a ladder. But he also brought out a toolbox and pulls out also the, you know, the, the cricket bat he was talking about earlier and <laughs> challenges Tony to a weaponized cage match is the way he said it. Uh, where pretty much I'm guessing they're going to string up all kinds of weapons on the walls, so a, which I was like. What is it called? Uh, uh, Ambrose Asylum match. Yeah, yeah. Ambrose Asylum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, my bad. That's or, or, why they couldn't like call it. It's like Full Metal Mayhem without, yeah. without the six sides, I guess. Yeah, you know, and, and hopefully without the potted plants. Uh, biggest takeaway, though. Shouts to, to Mitch, though. Uh, yeah, shout out to Mitch. You know, rest <laughs> in peace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, biggest takeaway, though, when Tony D is on the outside and he's watching Dunn go crazy, he's like, what are you doing? You Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, this guy's Looney Tunes. I was like, yo, you sound like Matt Lee. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, we had a segment here, Io Shirai, Zoe Starks. This was actually pretty good until uh, when I watched the very end of the show. I was like, oh, okay, this got a little obvious. Mm. But they did a good job misdirecting and not allowing you to remember this throughout the rest of the show. So shows them in the back. They're, you know, once again, talking about the Dusty Cup. Uh, you know, Starks again saying that, you know, you got to find a partner. My knee ain't gonna be healing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, the yeah, way I y'all keep, I heard about this. Yeah, I was like, right. the way y'all keep moving the tournament back, I think you might be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, she's trying to convince Eo to compete again, and she relents finally and says that she wants to regain those tag titles that they actually never were pinned for. I'm like, yeah, well, y'all lost. Mm, yeah, but yeah, technically, yeah. Was it a triple threat? <laughs> it was right? a triple threat yeah, ladder match. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the one Ooh, she got hurt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's the one she got hurt in. Uh, Zoe says that she, that you know she's gonna need someone who not will not only sacrifice themselves for the team, which I was like, yo. So what, like a total like body art, uh, body shield? Like I was like the way she said it. I'm like, we need someone's gonna sacrifice himself for the team. I'm like, so you need just someone that's just gonna. We need a martyr. Take yeah, take all the punishment, I guess. Wow. Uh, but said someone that's also as crazy as you are. And Eo says, you know what? I know exactly who to ask. Before Zoe's like, well, can you tell me? She's like, no. <laughs> just walks off. I was like, so weird, this man. is getting enjoyable. Yeah, starting to you know. Uh, we did get the the match uh advertised from last week. Via the greasy, bitch-ass lips from Grayson Waller, uh, L.A. Knight versus Sanga. He said if he'd win this match, he would consider lifting the restraining order. So, But did you see this match? I didn't. I just kept hearing okay. people were more like, why does L.A. Knight not understand how a restraining order works? Because well, he's see, like marching right up to well, well, The, the go, thing that got me, too, was like, if it's a restraining order, like, Shouldn't Grayson, like, if he's there at ringside, shouldn't, like, he not be around him? I don't know. It was just this weird thing where I was like, oh, it's in effect except for when I got to corner my dude in matches. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, But Senga comes out looking exactly like Braun Strowman, dog. For real? With the hair and the ponytail Bro, and everything? Except the fact that he had, like, some MMA-style like, like mm. uh, gloves like Taker. But seriously, go back and watch this match. You will see from the black singlet to the camo patches in the camo pants or the, the cargo pants oh, to no. the brown boots. Man, it's all Strowman's aesthetic, bro. And the fact that he has hair, but it's pulled back in a ponytail. So it's not shaved on the sides, but, but he looks just like it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Braun Sanger. It's, it's uncanny. 
It's it's. I was just thinking like, <laughs> well, because I was thinking I'm like, bro, like you swear like no one's gonna not. I mean, because this guy's tall, some bitch too. He stack yeah. like it just didn't make sense why they would like we these pants are literally in 2K19 right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'll I'll send you if I could find it. I'll send it to you. But it, I was just like, why? Like there's so many other things you could have picked. But anyways. Uh, LA Knight affected with the stick and move quick striking game before Senga, of course, takes over with the power game uh, to great Grayson Waller's delight, who, of course, provides his own loud ass obnoxious commentary just by yelling at ringside. Uh, <laughs> Knight able to shove Senga into the ring post on the outside, but tries for the BFT back in the ring as Senga throws them off like. Uh, Mark Henry did uh, when Randy Orton tried to hit that RKO. Mm. Uh, Knight once again going uh, back to the stick and move game, this time with a litany of running clotheslines, trying to chop down the giant, and does so with a surprising springboard shotgun dropkick. That's mm. right. A springboard shotgun dropkick from LA Knight. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, Waller pulls off the top turnbuckle, which proves to be detrimental for Senga as he tries to avalanche Knight in the corner with a clothesline, but eats the exposed turnbuckle as Knight hits the BFT for the win. Uh, Post match, yeah. though, uh, Waller tries to attack Knight as Knight upsets him and hits the BFT with Barrett explaining that the restraining order isn't technically lifted, with Waller specifically saying he might consider it last week. Uh, later in the night, Waller is shown uh, leaving the arena, but says Knight is going to jail next week for breaking the restraining order and says karma is a bitch. Why wait? That's why I said. I'm like, <laughs> hey, yo, my my iPhone got stolen two weeks ago, but I wanted to wait because I mean, karma is a bitch. I tell you what, bro. <laughs> if I knew I had a week, I'm at your house. I'm I'm destroying all your stuff. Bro. I'm popping up at the photo shoots, popping up at your rendezvous. I got a week to charge to, to dredge up some he, charges. When, when like, he, and when you think about it, the moment he going to see all, all the damage, he's going to try to come up to you and, uh, you know. Based on the uh, the way life does timing, you might roll up on them when the feds get there. So, word, word. Uh, anyways, we had a Duke Hudson interview. Um, he's still doing this thing with Dante Chen. I keep forgetting who that is until like they, I gotta remember. You know, uh, he gets asked about Dante Chen as he was supposed to, I guess, call him out this week, uh, but says that Dante Chen isn't here for a reason, which was kind of uh, left open ended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> without alluding no. as to what that reason is, and starts to walk off before stopping and telling. Indy Hartwell, good luck in the Dusty Classic and to bring the titles home with a wink, which I was like, that was weird. Who And who is this? Isn't that? This is Duke Hudson. Well, I, I did see that there was some weird, like, well, well, interaction. Persia's been, yeah, right? been on his uh, on his social media. So. On his new, sorry. Yeah, that too. Which makes sense. They're both tall. Aussies, you know, I'm not mad at it. Whatever. She's like, I love the way he shaves his head. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I still can't believe yeah, he, he did that. He, he, he's looking like Roderick Strong again right now. <sighs> um, uh, speaking of which, this is a small little segue. I heard that one of the caveats that Ronda had to come back was she was like, well, I want Roderick Strong to be on SmackDown with me because that's one of my best friend's husbands. I'm like, God, that's a weak ass. That makes him look weak. But I get it. You got to you know, you're trying to bring the, you know, your crew with you, but like. Can you imagine what the boys would say? It's just you know weird because it's like, oh, you mean the same best friend that's shown up twice on the AW Dark? Yeah. American, you know, yeah. It's just weird. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I get you, though. Yeah, I guess they that's are really, it, that is really close. So that is interesting. Uh, Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar is weird. They said it was a contract signing, but there was no contract sign. But there was a table in the ring with a tablecloth. Both of them were on the opposing sides of the table. Barrett was once again hosting. I guess this was just an open discussion. I have no idea. 
Um, Santos shown already in the ring with LDF as Barrett introduces the NXT champion. Uh, Breaker says that he respects Santos, but he's going to beat him at Vengeance Day and that there isn't a damn thing he can do about it, but invites him to flip the table so they can just fight right now as he's seen how contract signings go. And I'm like, again, there's no contract on the table. I don't get this. Uh, Santos, they could have used one of the old, like, breaking out tournament, like, Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Uh, like, so, yeah, oh. we did it last time. <laughs> You're like, oh, Jordan Miles doesn't go here anymore. <laughs> rip, rip. Yeah. Uh, Santos calls him young, naive, and says that he does things on his own time. I know, because he's been saying it for the last three mm-hmm. weeks. And is in total control and says he's going to end his career when they get interrupted by Dolph Ziggler. I heard. Says he wanted to know if he works Tuesdays and says, I do now. And asks... Who the hell Breaker is? Which I was like, that. that you They've know. been going back and forth on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, so. they, they were. Yeah, they were but talking. It seems about like that. a hard pivot because you were talking about not too long ago the L.A. Night Dirty Dogs thing interaction. I don't even think that even came. Bro, with, they, right? they. I think they they tease it on Monday, and you're thinking again. They were making people think, oh, he might show up in a rumble. No, yeah, no, not no. Neville. No, uh, not if they want to do something cool. No, nope. uh, Ziggler <laughs> says I could run down my accolades, but. That could take over the rest of the show. <laughs> I was like, that was a good line. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to drop said accolades, but then the show was still going. So I was like, oh, well, that didn't help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, explains that though some of his matches don't go how they should, everyone knows what he can do in that ring on any given day as the crowd chants, steal the show, steal the show. Uh, says all the accolades in the world except one uh, being the fact that he's never won the NXT title. Crowd starts chanting for a triple threat, which mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to see that. Nope. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa interrupts now, and the crowd really get into it, as, uh, and he calls Ziggler in the ring. Uh, oh, he says, calls Ziggler in an NXT ring a moment, but says that Dolph Ziggler as NXT champion is a hard pass for him. <laughs> as he pulls up a chair right – oh, I, I, yeah, he pulled up a chair, was in the middle of, of Santos. Mm-hmm. He, he basically took Baird's chair. Gotcha. And was in the middle, and then, you know, yeah. Tommaso going to bring his own chair. He pulled Half up a chair. Half chair will travel. Yeah, and then they just pulled up right up on him, all up in his face. It calls him a kid in his face. Mm. <laughs> Santos finally says he's had enough as he interrupts Ciampa and questions his motives with Breaker and says Ziggler doesn't even go here, which I was like, stop using other people's shit. Uh, Ciampa takes umbrage with being interrupted and takes – oh, and says that uh, – basically he claims, you know what, after Santos, I got next, unless Ziggler has a problem with it. Ziggler says that what he calls home – are the same 100 Floridian people coming out to clap like seals no matter what you do. Mm. I was like, damn. Who said that? Ziggler said that about Tommaso Ciampa's home in NXT. Uh, Ciampa then snaps and attacks Ziggler as they both brawl to the outside as LDF and Santos attack a distracted Braun Breaker as LDF put him through the table with a double-team spine buster. Uh, Pretty much like the Creed's did a couple weeks ago. Is it like uh, what APA used to do? It ain't as impactful. They just, they, they, <laughs> it is, but it's like they, yeah, they no, go. No, it's like I totally one, get what you mean. Two and drop them. Gotcha. It's not as brutal. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely is uh-huh. not. Um, you know, we were talking about this off camera <laughs> before we or before we got on the air too. Uh, is it Saray? Saray? I keep fucking forgetting Saray. 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 Yeah, because okay. I think her move's called the Sunray. Nah, that's just weird. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> Saray versus Dakota Kai. Uh, this one starts during picture in picture for some reason. A uh, competitive match with Dakota looking really aggressive against Saray as she weathers a lot of Saray's uh, strikes and submission attempts. And even at one point hits a series of running boots in the corner. Uh, Saray hits a big diving missile dropkick for a near fall. Uh, Dakota hits the patented scorpion kick and then uh, a crossroads for a near fall. I think she's been hitting that lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, she hits it kind of like, uh, 
how Tess used to do that shit, like that. Oh quick style. yeah, the yeah. test drive. They used to call it like the Ooh. snap next break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish comes when Dakota misses the huge running wash in the corner. I forgot what she calls it. I didn't want to call it the team kick, but yeah. Uh, basically like the Huluva kick for Aussies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. As, uh, as Saray hits the running drop kick off the ropes that she always does, then the backdrop driver for the win, continuing her momentum from her return of last week. But yeah, right. that was not, not too much here. Uh, moving on, we had uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams with a barbershop promo. Yep, a barbershop promo. They're shown talking shop like how LeBron usually does mm-hmm. yeah. uh, with some of his boys at the barbershop. Uh, as Trick says that a lot of fans online think that Grimes actually has a chance in beating Carmelo for the North American title. Melo runs down Grimes' accolades via Wikipedia, which seems like it seems to be accurate, mm-hmm. uh, to which Trick runs down Melo's latest accomplishments as well. Melo says Grimes is talented, but he's talented over there. I'm talented at the top because I'm a top talent. Mm. Says Melo does numbers and that uh, dealing with a, a champion makes you relevant because that's all it is and that's all it's going to be. And then, uh, of course, the barber is like, yeah, yeah, but hey, you, you finna get a cut for real or what's up? <laughs> I was mm. like, and then you, you got Trick like, yeah, uh, trim up that mustache. She's got things. She got a, a third date with Ollie J. I was like, oh, man, this oh, is, man. Y'all, y'all really playing that film. Yeah, man. y'all just stretching that out. Jeez. So uh, to continue from earlier with the Duke Hudson uh, Indy Hartwheel mention, or Hartwell, I should say. Uh, Indy's shown talking on the phone to obviously sexy Dexter <laughs> with uh, when Persia walks into frame after she hangs up, curiously asking Indy if that was Duke Hudson on the phone, like like kind of tripping on her. Dang. Uh, to which she takes a bit of umbrage, but Persia says she doesn't understand why he would wish her good luck, but not her. From there, Toxic Attraction, uh, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan interrupt and say that them bickering before their big match next week looks to be a toxic meltdown. Mm. Uh, Persia says that they can uh, console Mandy uh, after that she, oh, uh, that's what she, in response, she says, you know what, you two can console Mandy after she loses her title tonight against Kaylee Ray. And you know what, she can actually in turn console you two after you lose your titles next week against us. Uh, JC responds by asking, well, that's funny because who's going to console Indy? Dexter or Duke Hudson, to which Gigi brandishes an old photo of Indy and Hudson having drinks together as JC alleges that maybe best friends don't share everything with each other before a huge brawl ensues between both teams uh, before, you know, obviously mm. getting broken up and stuff. But Some psychological warfare there. Yeah, man. Um, we did get a second vignette this week from Nikita Lyons. This was a little bit... Uh, not to be so hard in the first one. I just, again, I was just like, well, what's this music thing going to go? Yeah, that's Because right. we you just saw this with Hit Row and it went nowhere. Mm-hmm. We're kind of seeing it with the festival gimmick with uh, the, the uh, Casey. That's what I've been hearing is that everyone's like, yo, so how are you going to market this? But you couldn't do anything with Hit Row. That, right. and, and Hit Row was a good let's, act. Let's keep, like, it, let's keep it a buck. No one in that office knows how to market an act like Hit Row. Yeah. no, they You don't. know what I mean? They, they should have just been in charge. Like, much like how New Day has their own freedom with their stuff, they should have gave them that same freedom, same thing with like Street Profits or assign a specific rider with them like they do with uh, Street Profits as well. But, man, just to disband them and then having Top Dollar out here talking all kinds of nonsense just to not show up anywhere after his 90 days. Like, come on, man. Uh, anyways, Nikita Lyons, uh, she quotes the, the infamous quote. They say a jack of all trades is a master of none, but that doesn't apply to her. Says that she can sing, but she can also kick ass as we see kind of like this short highlight reel of her like boxing nunchucking and sparring uh says she hmm. had to learn to defend herself and this is where I, I was like turned back on but then she's talking about why she had to learn to defend herself which i'm like i don't know if you need to be out here doing some taking ass liam neeson shit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because she's saying like 
She had to learn to defend herself because there was like creepy concert goers at the show she would attend with her parents and people always trying to break into their van, which I assume is like their van that they use to drive the shows. You know, mm. it was just kind of a, you know, whatever to me, but says that, uh, you know, she used to take all of them on if she had to. And eventually she started actually picking the fights just out of knowing that she could already finish them, but warns the locker room not to come out of her with no weak ass shit or you'll get the lion's roar. Hmm. Yeah. They let her say it. Okay. I know. <laughs> you been yeah, I've been roaring. <laughs> oh man. Uh we got the second uh semifinals tag team match for the Dusty Rhodes Cup Classic. Yes, sir. MSK versus Team BBC. Oh, I'm sorry, Idris Enofe and uh oh, yeah. <laughs> Malik Blade. <laughs> yeah. Uh I did write though. It was MSK's experience against Team BBC's and experience pretty much. That's what I heard. I heard um, it wasn't as I wanna say flippy do, but a lot of people were Thinking because it was a lot of young lions in there, even though MSK does have experience, they just move very well. A lot of people were expecting a, I guess, more acrobatic match. I don't know. I, I could tell people would, would expect that because of the young lions in there for sure. But, mm. you know, for me, I was just waiting for that moment where, you know, we get Nash Carter like, hey, can I save since there's th- three of us in here? Like, no, nah, you can't say it. Mm. Don't drop the bomb. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. <laughs> I, I know you think you down. Yeah. But you ain't that. But man. you ain't <laughs> no, Anyways. Kata. Uh, <laughs> Nash, and, uh, Nash and Anofe go tit for tad real early for a bit before Nash hits the Bronco Buster early, actually. Uh, West tags in as MSK hit their double quick strikes with the double stomp at the end and hit an assisted running drop kick on Malik in the corner before going to break. Uh, again, this is the best way I can uh, just, you know, simplify them. Team BBC actually isolating uh, Nash throughout the entirety of the picture-in-picture. Picture. Nash fights off Malik Blade as Wes Lee and Anofe both tag in with Lee getting his shit in and even hitting a Shinsuke-style release exploder on Anofe. Okay, I haven't seen that. Or like the, you know, the inverted uh, exploder. Mm-hmm. Uh, tags in Nash as they hit a catapult into... Uh, or that's what it was. He he got Anofe, you know, that catapult you do sometimes into like uh, into like the ring buckle? Yeah. Uh, or the turnbuckle. He, he catapulted him into Nash who hit him with a super kick which draped uh, Anofe back over onto uh, uh, Wes's knees, but he was kind of in a sitting position. Mm-hmm. And then Carter, or yeah, Carter came off the second rope, basically with a cave in. Oh shit! And just okay. yeah, took his face off, dude. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, Malik Blade actually hit a huge tope con Hilo on lead to the outside at one point. Uh, Team BBC hit some weird release, like I, it looked like they were trying to go for that suplex into like the cutter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looked more like Anofe picked him up for, like, a hanging uh, vertical and then, like, kind of turned his body a little bit like he was going to do, like, a falcon arrow. Okay. But then releases him like a drop suplex while Malik... Power like, No. Neck breakers him on the way down. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't know if that's how it was supposed to go because uh, it's just yeah. the way he turned in midair. I was about to say, that sounds um, dangerous, but yeah. But they got a 2.99999 on that one. Okay. Uh, finish comes, though, when MSK hit the assisted blockbuster on Anofe for the win, advancing to the Dusty Cup Finals against the Creed Brothers next week at Vengeance Day. So, yeah. All right. Hmm. Um, I think it's only fair. We heard from one man. We get to the other. Uh, Cameron Grimes with a little pre-tape here. Actually, you know, hyping himself up for – I'm guessing they're supposed to be having a match next week, but they haven't really made it official. Kill a cam. Um, but, yeah, obviously Kill he's cam, cam. responding to the uh, barbs thrown his way. At via, the barber shop. I was getting there. You, you <laughs> feel like, me? I see what you're doing there, Quincy. With some barbicide on them. <laughs> <laughs> Shot a barbecue on the slide. Mm. Of these. Now, um, comes from uh, – it talks about how he came from humble beginnings. 
talks about how his time at NXT has been a roller coaster and says that no one has had to adapt and grow more in NXT than himself, but says that he came out on that other side a better man. Says he had the money and had everything he ever wanted except for what he actually came into this industry for and says that he'd gladly give up the fancy clothes, the fast cars, and come back to the trailer park if it meant that he could see that North American Championship on his mantle every morning. Mm. Says everyone knows Melo is on that fast track, which I was like, ooh, if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. But says his career can go two ways in this business, but that... 2022 is the year of Cameron Grimes and says that the the rocket boosters are ready, the fuel tanks are filled, and the coordinates are in place. Because I got a one-way ticket to the moon. Hey. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like that, man. I'm glad he's keeping the energy about him because, again, that's one of the guys that was on that short list of concerns of okay where does he go from here exactly how does he 205 is he cruise away yeah yeah, exactly you know i mean so i think you know once he gets through or you know maybe maybe he could still be considered like heavyweight title you know i mean in terms of picture it it really depends i mean it depends on who's there very true. Who's at the top of of that but we've seen him we've seen him fight uh bigger opponents with like Mm -hmm. la knight too so you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. um we do have the main event um, Mandy Rose, current NXT Women's Champion, taking on Kaylee Ray. If you remember last week, she was kind of like <laughs> terrorizing her with the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you finally got to see the this, yeah, the, yeah. the non spaghetti botch or whatever <laughs> the, the, the the cake bump. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I was like, some who made that there? spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly wasn't mom's spaghetti. Not shout lot, shout out to Eminem. <laughs> as, we, as we get the Super Bowl halftime <laughs> yeah. show this weekend, yes, man. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, let's get into it, man. Main event, Mandy Rose versus KLR, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Mandy is actually shown walking uh, towards the entrance ramp in the back with Toxic Attraction, uh, you know, obviously uh, joining her. But Indy Harwell and Persia jump JC and Gigi when, uh, from behind. You know what I mean? Pretty much they're, they're like, no, no, bitch, we ain't done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not what they said, but it, that's how it came off. I was yeah, like, definitely. oh. Uh, when Fit Finley, amongst many other officials and refs who rushed to break Fit up the Finley. brawl. Yeah, I thought oh, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, tells Mandy she's got to get out to the ring because her match is about to start. Tells her to even pick up her belt. Like, pick up the belt and go to the ring. I was like, yeah, you don't ever <laughs> drop the belt. Tell her, Fit. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte. Oh, sorry. My I said, you're lucky I don't snap back and hit you with a tombstone. <laughs> uh, Where's my shillelagh? <laughs> Oh, man. But basically, this forces uh, the champ uh, to go at it alone against KLR mm-hmm. uh, right before the match and everything. So, uh, But KLR starts the, the match aggressively before Mandy slaps her and takes her down with an awesome-looking Thez press and rain down some right hands. Uh, KLR hits a rope-assisted tornado DDT a la Trent Beretta for a near fall. Nice. Uh, Kaylee Ray hits a double suicide – oh, I'm sorry, a dope suicide dive through the bottom rope to Mandy on the outside for a near fall. Uh, Mandy takes back over the match with some cheap shots and a lot of hair-assisted heel spots uh, for a while as, uh, as well before hitting a nice spinning spine buster and stacks KLR for a two-count, that little matchbook cover mm-hmm. we love so much. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden, Mackenzie, who usually does the backstage stuff, uh-huh. she has like audio piped in throughout this match. Really? That's- and I was like, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, well, this is just for whatever I know is going to happen. <laughs> um, with an update saying that both Toxic Attraction and Indian Persia have both been escorted from the building. And I'm like, they've never done that before. Yeah, the that's, pipe. that's like they would just curious. Why wouldn't they just say that on commentary? That's yeah. so weird. 
Uh, Mandy, and, and the thing, you don't see her. You just, Again, you just hear the, the, the audio and with no face. It's just a <laughs> decapitated voice. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, floating head. <laughs> there we go. It was. It's definitely yeah. a floating head. Yeah. Uh, Mandy hits an inverted uh, gutrich suplex for another two count. Uh, KLR starts to fire back up as she lands a middle rope moonsault for a near fall and transitions the kick out into a Koji klutz uh, so effortlessly. it was. I was like, man, I keep forgetting about that move. Uh, before Mandy uses her weight to roll her uh, back over for a two count. KLR tries for the KLR bomb, but Mandy counters into a sunset flip for another near fall. She's got a dope uh, moveset, I will say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, KLR hits a big super kick and climbs to the top rope before JC hits the ring. Wait a minute. She, she's not supposed to be here. She's been escorted from that building. <laughs> Uh, hits the ring and distracts the ref while Gigi comes from the other side. Oh, I guess uh, so rocket science. (laughs) While Gigi pretty much pushes KLR off the top rope behind the ref's back and Mandy hits the running pump knee for the win. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, post-match though, Toxic Attraction picks up KLR's bat and runs the ref out of the ring and look to triple team her and attack her with her own bat when surprise, surprise, Io Shirai's music hits to make the save to a surprisingly unamused crowd. Like, they were like, oh, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> because that's what I'm saying. Like, when, when, yeah. when they started, like, cornering her, you're like, man, who's going to help her? You're like, oh, it's got to be Io because she she left us off on who who's as crazy as her. And she needs to find a new partner. So, I thought it was a good move, but the crowd just were like, I guess they just saw right through it for a bit. But... Um, EO comes down for the save. Sad when it happens. Though. Damn near fights off all three women by herself, which I was like, that's that's lit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before Mandy holds her own against EO for a bit, but KLR uh, sneaks her from behind with the KLR bomb to go off the air. Uh, seemingly answering who EO Shirai's partner will be in the Women's Dusty Road Classic. But yeah, that was it. That was yeah, NXT. Yeah, I heard about this, and uh, yeah, to me it sounded weird to put all that work into a lot of the backstage stuff. I mean, it's a good misdirect, but it just is like, oh, they've been escorted. It's like, so how did they get back in? Because how? What did they come in from the from behind the the ref's back or down the ramp? Like, like when, you know how everyone usually runs in when it's not from the entrance. It's like from the oh the, yeah yeah the side yeah Jeff Hardy's exit. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the Jeff Hardy exit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Gotcha. Yeah, there's the Irish exit, mm-hmm. <laughs> then there's the Jeff Hardy. The exit. Hardy. So it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, but yeah, that's NXT, man. Um, not a bad piece of business. I wasn't a whole lot I couldn't stand here. I mean, obviously we got the we had a title match. We had a, you know big segment with uh, what four guys? What Santos, Ciampa, Ziggler making a debut for NXT as well as uh, you know uh, the champ looking strong. We also have both Dusty Road Classic uh, semifinals matches. So. I thought it was a cool little, uh, you know, sneak peek into next week. Again, we got the two uh, pretty good produced promos from both guys, which, again, we haven't gotten a confirmed North American Championship match on that card for next week. But if it is going to happen, it's, you know, definitely doing this job. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, do I look forward to covering the pay-per-view next week? No. Why? (laughs) Because it's going to be a lot of shit. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I guess I should have seen it coming to why this was a – you know, a minute, uh, an hour, fifty minutes. This is the go home, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like you said, not a whole bad piece of business. Oh, it was the go home? You're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then we did. There was some other stuff I didn't include. Like we did, we got like Raquel and Cora in the back uh, talking about their new, you know, uh, partnership. And then like I can't remember their names, but they're the the two women. I think one's Peruvian and one's from. I think they're both South American though. Okay. Or one may be from Spain, uh, but uh, they're the two newer faces. Uh, on the women's division, I guess they're teaming up. They're going to be a tag team in there, and they're just having this whole segment with Cora and and Raquel, where they're just speaking Spanish to each other. And Cora's just like, just looking back and forth, because again, she's just the token white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't know nothing. 
And then no, uh, Raquel kind of tells. You gonna handle that? Yeah, well, well, okay, well, they well, said something now. Well, 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 every time Raquel kind of answered back, she was like, "Yeah, uh, like." But now I'm like, she could be saying that, hey, she she's an ugly person, but she's my ugly person. You don't know, you know what I mean? You don't know what the <laughs> fuck she's saying. But like to to that point, this charity home. She she ended up, you know, you know, getting the other two girls to leave. You know, they were just like, ah, whatever. And then she and then all all Raquel said was like, they it's like oh she she just looked at Cora's like shook her head. She was like, only I can call you that, and just walks off. She's like. Yeah, wait, 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 what do you mean? What did they say? And then she's just like chasing Hell. after her. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'll fail. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? But uh, yeah, other than that, man, there wasn't a whole other lot of stuff uh, to, you know, talk about in terms of what happened last week to this week. But yeah, man, that was pretty much NXT. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I I, implore everyone, including the hip hop hybrid himself here, to go check out uh, Braun Sanga. Uh, when you can, I'm telling you, <laughs> the entire it's 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 ridiculous. You got me want to like bring it, this up. Like, it's ridiculous right now. Uh, you know, well we'll bring it up. We're gonna go to a break, and then we're gonna come right back with dynamite. Hey, what's going on, man? Quincy Jones, go from the Quincy Jones show, and y- y- y'all smell that? That new champ smell, you already know what it is. Brand new merch alert coming straight from the minds of Storyline Tees. You're going to want to pick this one up, man, because not only is it a new era in the merch game, but it's a brand new era in women's wrestling. Quincy Jones Show presents That Bitch Show. Special edition Jade the Storm is coming. Brand new tee. Pick it up while they hot. This is why we do this, man. Quincy Jones Go, Storyline Tees, you already know. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. Yep. We back, we back. Yes, sir. And, um... Was I right or was I right? I mean, did, I mean, those was basically bronze like pants, pants, right? That was like first draft bronze. I was gonna say it post break, post Wyatt family first starting his one on ones, two on ones, three on ones, right? Like I, I feel like the what is it? The maybe uh, the after Taylor the Roman was like, stuff. what do you think of these? And he was like, these are cool. Keep the design, but let me. I need them bigger and stuff. Like that's what it seemed. Like. They I kept those that, and gave it to him. The like, other thing too was like, I think I, I'm just probably mentally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just just trained. But, like, when I think about, like, you know, obviously there's some Middle Eastern stars that they've had in wrestling before. But when you think about them wearing, like, camo, you're like, oh, no, they usually wear, like, the, the light Desert Storm-looking stuff. You're like, oh, no, this one wearing full camo. Like, this yeah, is, it's, it's – it's it's I've never seen before. Interesting yeah, yeah. choice of attire. He's over sure. here getting his Brian Fury on. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> nah, like it. I can't give him that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. That was uh, perplexing at best. About, but, uh, about that time, my friend. Yes, sir. Uh, about time for me to get my review on to light the fuse, Brando. Boom. <laughs> you see how I did? I don't know how they're not casting in on. First that of all, part. you got to bring the budge. That's what it is. <laughs> the budge. That's what it is. But Seriously. yeah, let's let's get into it. This was actually um. Yeah. Pretty anticipated night. We've yeah. been teased about this for over a week. Did you see that? Man, Tony had, I guess so. I, I'll, I'll wait to that. But, yeah, the reason for anticipation was a lot of there's going to be a forbidden door slash free agent coming through. Apparently, Tony didn't realize that he used both terms and <laughs> has tweeted since and said he botched his own tweet and said, I, was I, I yeah. kind of betrayed my own definition for the forbidden door um, and claimed that he, at the time of the tweet, he had not secured, uh, you know, one of the surprises which I'll get to until Sunday. 
So that was interesting, I'll say. But okay. AEW okay. Dynamite, man. Now, before we get there, we kick it off the same way we left him last week. And that's with MJF in a ring celebrating his victory. Uh, we have uh, first Wardlow coming down. He's uh, carrying some cardboard cutouts, uh, you know, from MJF's match uh, with Punk the night before. Not night before, the week before, as mentioned. Uh, then he's followed by FTR with Tully sipping champagne so diligently. And then, of course, the chairman, Sean Spears, he uh, actually makes his way down as well, bringing a whole bottle of champagne for himself. Uh, at this point, Justin Roberts gives MJF uh, quite the grandiose intro, who then enters right down the ramp, carried on the throne by two jabrones, I must say. And uh, flanked by two floozies. Uh, I mean, models, but, you know, one kisses his cheek and then the other one whose face he just sucks down like a savage uh, ordering clams and oysters <laughs> red lobster man this is insane but uh he grabs the stick uh says you know he proved he's not just the best wrestler on the planet um and but he's you know, better than best in the world it says it's not kenny omega not brian danielson not hangman page and certainly not adam cole all very interesting names but he don't up. say that to their faces though yeah, that's, that's exactly. Problem. I mean, that's, that's you know, that, that's his style. But he does say after beating Punk twice in Chicago, uh, he says he realized he, uh, you know, he beat someone he actually used to watch growing up. And for that reason, he just had to whisper two specific special words to Punk, as we noted last week. But yeah, I, was, course, I thought that was funny because we had yeah. talked about like, oh, man, you know, he was he was thinking him like a mother. Yeah, had me like, thinking nope. some of the smart marks may have uh, called him on it, maybe on Twitter or something. But instead of thank you, he says, you suck. Uh, he kind of low key buries Wardlow by saying the only one who deserves a big thank you is Sean Spears for helping warm him up that night. Uh, Wardlow's face kind of tells the whole story before Spears actually gifts MJF a new shirt design that is available for purchase right away. Uh, <laughs> it was weird how he gifted it to him when I had the email for it before the show came on. So See, that's what's like, funny is right. I got the email after that part of the show. Like, like happened, and I was like, oh, that's crazy how that just came through. But uh, he says he's not only better than Piper in Portland, but now he's better than Punk in Chicago and adds it's time for him to become the next AEW world champ when CM Punk walks out on stage. Uh, Punk says, you know, the win in Chicago is as suspect as his spray tan and says he's not the type that usually needs help, but uh, tonight he brought some friends in Darby, Allen, and Sting who will actually bring bats for everyone to use, um, well, all the faces to use, I should say. Punk then threatens to beat down everyone in the ring if he doesn't get a rematch, but not with MJF, with the guy who actually beat him last week, Wardlow, as no one in the pinnacle would have accolades at all in the last six months if not for him. And then he warns Wardlow to grow a pair and leave the pinnacle behind or get a taste of the beating that's coming. But Dax, he almost comes out of his dress shirt and interrupts and says he wants his own rematch from the six-man tag that they ran back a couple weeks ago. MJF insists on rolling the dice in Atlantic City, as you do, and says if Punk can beat FTR with a partner of his own that's not Sting, or Darby Allen, then he can have his rematch. So that was a little nondescript on that, I would say. And then MJF tells Wardlow he better suit up because he's got a match coming up and then ends by saying he's Maxwell Jacob Friedman and he's better than the best of the world. And you know it. The only thing, only notes I had for this segment was it seemed like they were all kind of confused on what rematch everyone was trying to yeah, <laughs> ask yeah, for. I will because say. At one moment, I'm th- one moment I'm thinking, oh, so we're going to get – the six-man rematch. And yeah. then, then I'm thinking, oh, it's a six-man rematch, but he has to use two different partners. Or, like, it just kept getting, like, I was like, well, which is it? You know, at first it sounded like he wanted mm-hmm. the match with Wardlow, and then now went from that to, you know, but I get what he was saying. Like, well, I wanted Wardlow because he's the one that really beat me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, the fact that he didn't even mention Wardlow in response, I was like, that was 
that, that kind of would have been the perfect time to even acknowledge him. I, I would say, but, you, know, you know, but I will say I did like that this didn't take uh, too much time. Yeah, yeah. To kick off, no, so. which in the past they've been guilty of that before. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily would kick off, but like town hall stuff with the Eric Bischoff stuff. Yeah, and it, it just runs long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, them and bringing all these props out, it definitely had the potential to be one of those segments. But uh, next we get a. Uh, you know, another segment with Sting and Darby. Uh, I guess it's like the official meeting of Sting for Andrade Elidolo. Uh, he calls Darby a kid again and says he's happy to finally meet Darby's boss. Sting clarifies Darby's not a kid. And Andrade, she speaks to him mano y mano if he has a problem with him. I liked how he tried to throw that in there. Darby tells him to quit wasting his time. He has bigger things to do than work for a guy like him, such as becoming the next TNT champion, kind of cementing his uh, next conquest. Andrade vows Darby will work for him one day and then also shares he also has plans of being the next TNT champ. And then he walks off, and then Sting says something I thought was interesting. He says, well, one thing's for sure, he means it. You know, so I was just yeah, like, oh. yeah, I didn't know if that was just a throwaway thing that they needed him to cap off because they knew they couldn't cap off on the. Hey, yeah, I'm not that guy, but the broken English of Andre, right? Yeah, and Andrade, I, because it, he tried to say something and then corrected himself and then like just kind of totally abandoned it and kept going. I was hey, at like, least he wasn't once his name. <laughs> Oh. You talking about Jose? No, Calisto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I do a, a, a excited to um, do a lucha thing. Super lucha. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, man. Next, we have the aforementioned uh, match for Wardlow. He's uh, flanked by Sean Spears, and he's taking on Blade. Uh, Blade chop blocks Wardlow mid-entrance to start the match. Crowd starts uh, some Goldberg-like chance for Wardlow as he floors Blade with a lariat. We get three overhead belly-to-belly suplexes back-to-back from Wardlow, and uh, he curiously smashes Blade's head onto a chair at ringside no dq there i mean i think we always talk about that because it's not you know i I guess if you do that you got to start taking out the i'm gonna smash your face on the steps or i'm gonna smash your face on the announce table but a chair just sitting erect at ringside is kind of tough because i feel like you're still using the chair but i digress wardlow stops spears from trying to help him uh, and then uh, spears responds by giving him uh the hurry up cue we get a stalling suplex by Wardlow to return from the break before he counters a corner boot from Blade with a big power bomb. Then he picks up Blade for two more, and we see Spears plead with him to end it off uh, with, with the second one, but Wardlow ignores him, hits one more to send the, homes, uh, send the folks home happy, and gets the pin and the win. Uh, post-match, Spears does sneak inside the ring and hit Blade uh, with his chair to steal the spotlight once more, but this is all happening behind uh, Wardlow's back, yeah, much he, to his dismay. He's like, and got him again, yeah! Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't know, it's... it's the only thing that was weird for me was the fact that he came out that, that uh, Blade came out super solo dolo. Yeah, I'm like, where's super. your where's your family office? And matter of fact, where's your tag partner? Where's your wife? Where's the AF or AH? I'm thinking not even Bunny gets the road. Yeah, because it was because and this is solely totally random. I forgot to bring this up a couple weeks ago, but I guess Andy Williams his band disbanded. Really? Yeah. Every I was every time I die. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they disbanded. I guess there was like three members versus one of the other members. I guess they had some sort of disagreement with. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like a new contract in place or like what they were going to be agreeing upon as far as terms towards making music in the future or whatever. Or, you know, it could have been even creative direction, but it basically was very much uh, divisive. Those three versus the one guy and the one guy having his story. Those three having their own. So Ousted. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just to say that, uh, hey. He's mm. available. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> he could have been on TV, but I got you know them Buffalo kids, man. I don't know. Back to one income though. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> just fine. But uh, you know, we had a vignette that I thought was actually very interesting. Penta El Zero Miedo. Uh, as we ah, see, yeah. you know, so this is actually narrated by Alex Abrahantes. 
Um, you know, as you guys know, he was uh, misted in the face last week. Uh, Alex tried to translate, you know, as he usually does. He says, when black misted Penta in the face, he spit inside into his soul. And if black wants to live in the dark, he should really be ready to face the consequences. And then we see footage of uh, assumably Penta digging up a mask. As Alex says, it's time to rise. Penta Escuro, which is uh, Spanish for dark. And uh, for those that are in the know, uh, he was Penta Dark when he was under the guise of uh, uh, of uh, Vampiro um, in yeah, Lucha Underground. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, do they even own it, or can they? Own it? I don't know how it works with El Rey and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't and, think. I mean, they can do any. I mean, yeah, that's my thing. No. I don't. I don't know because you, know, you also got a lot of that Lucha stuff going on in MLW right now. So I, again, I don't know what IPs that they you know retained or whatever yeah. with that. So you know. I got you, man. Well, next we get a uh, the one of the big segments that was expected, the Inner Circle Team Meeting. You know, it gets its own graphic, guys. And I'm going to try to break this down as much as I can. Uh, Jericho enters with just Sammy and Hager, says he hasn't seen much of Santana and, or- and Ortiz last week, or since last week, when their uh, tag music cues in and they join him in the ring. Jericho says, look, I understand. You guys want your own spotlight and you deserve it. But then he starts asking why they disrespected him last week by not tagging him in. And then Santana reminds everyone why he should always have a mic. He says, let's cut the fake shit. Um, He says he tried to maintain a glass half full perspective, but he finally realized Chris Jericho only cares about Chris Jericho. Because every fight they've ever had was only to advance Chris. And adds every time that uh, Proud and Powerful get a little spotlight or get close to a title opportunity, they always end up shifting focus to come to Chris's rescue. The crowd agrees, I will say. Uh, They said they came out to tell him man to man the days of playing second fiddle are over and done with. And uh, tells him, or I will say strongly advises him not to raise the mic because he is not done speaking to him. Yeah. And uh, says at the end of the day, it was always Jericho who stood in their way while it was always the fans that kept them going. Then he tells the other members, especially Jericho, they should all be thinking Ortiz because he's the only reason why he didn't drop Jericho's ass a long time ago, removes his shades, and then finally gives Jericho permission to speak. I really like a lot of this. And you know what's funny is I don't know if you know you caught this clip, but um, you know Conan alluded that some of that is real heat. Between. I was wondering about that because, to be honest, the way that it was going back and forth, it did not look manufactured or it looked like he was, if anything, honing in on something that he really felt yeah. a certain way about and was just, you know, expressing it through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it was one of those things. I just I, – the only thing I wanted to say before you go on with the segment, man, I couldn't help but notice Ortiz is looking slim, man. Yeah. And yeah. I knew he was, but, but I didn't notice but, until but this. I, I think, don't know why. I think it's more trim. More I think that's than, what it yeah, is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's, so, he's or lean, little, as they yeah. say. Yeah. Um, Jericho asks, well, what has Kingston done for them since coming in AEW? As since he brought them in, they've gotten main event spots and pay-per-views and TV, and they've made more money than before um, You know, in their lives. Yet they want to blame him for the shortcomings. Points out they lost their title match against the Bucks over a year ago, and he had nothing to do with that. And then Starkly reminds them he brought them into the inner circle and has the power to kick them out. Jericho then pushes the button a little harder by saying maybe he invited the wrong members of LAX to join and ask Hager, of all people, if maybe he has Homicide's number on speed dial when Santana steps to him and goozles him for sure. Dude, no, that there was no, that he he was choking him. Yeah, <laughs> he straight was, up. He he wasn't grabbing him up by the collar. No, he he had his hands wrapped around his throat. He said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> Let me t- I got your homicide." Right Which, here. but 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 you need the thing is, if Eddie was there, he would have never. He would have snapped on him for you. Yeah, see, and I wasn't yeah. I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, you remind me, Eddie. He used to get riled up too. He's like, bro, we get it. We know who your friends are. 
and were. We, oh, we Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't it. a fan of, I forgot, of that I'm, because I'm, we I'm always associate. Too. Yeah, yeah. But, cause, oh, yeah, right. Because we always associate Eddie G with Sammy mm-hmm. G. True. You know, so it was kind of weird. But Sammy G himself tries to break it up, reminds everyone they're supposed to be family. But Jericho gets caught in the heat of the moment and tells him to shut up. Santana visibly smells blood and tries to flip Sammy as Jericho struggles to find his words. But Sammy tells him to save it and says, you know what? I love everybody. It was supposed to be inner circle forever, but I'm trying to be one of the greatest champions there ever was in AEW. And this current situation does not help that at all. Removes his vest and reminds everyone he's quit the group before. For and is gonna is willing to do so again until everyone works their shit out. Uh, then at this point, Ortiz, who doesn't always grab the mic, he confronts Jericho, says he's wrong about Kingston, and says where they're from, they settle things with their fists, not their lips. Then challenges him and Hanger to a tag match next week to finally end everything once and for all. Jericho says he never wanted to come down to this, but if they want to fight, they'll get one. And if they don't adjust their attitude after they get beat next week, then maybe it's time to make changes in the inner circle. So. Thought that was interesting. The, the one thing that I didn't like is um, for Sammy to be like, "Oh, I quit this. I'll quit it again." I'm like, "Yeah, but like, because if you think about it, the last, the, all his accolades in the last, we'll say, quarter, last three, it's four been months him. have been solo dope. And I was gonna yeah. say like, and, and and because of that, it's almost like he had quit them because yeah. you don't see them together like that. Yeah. So it's like. For you to be, like, doing your own thing with the TNT stuff and Cody just to come back, you know, for this attendance, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, what did he say? Attendance is required or whatever. Yeah. It's like just to come back and be like, well, if y'all don't start fighting, I'm going to walk away. I'm like, bro, like, none of y'all of, even kick it together anymore uh, anyways. Like, and it's and not I'm a, so sick of this, the influencer thing. It's not getting over. No, it's not. And then yeah. I think the, it doesn't help that I, I, I do watch the vlog. Sorry, sorry, uh, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. But I know who his real friends are yeah. and who aren't the ones he kicks it with on the show. So it's like for me to be like, well, I'm just going to go quit the inner circle. I'm like, bro, you with the vlog crew anyway. So, yeah. like, yeah. it just it is what it is. But it, that was the only thing I didn't like. It's just like, just make it y'all three, man. We've been talking about that. Just Spanish God, Heater, Jericho. Leave them two. Kick it with Eddie. Go yeah. at the tag titles. And that's it. It don't need to be more complicated well, see, than that. See, this is what was weird, too, was I watched, I want to say it was Rampage on Friday Last week, where I think Sammy was defending his title right against Isaiah. Is that what it was? Yeah. And what's crazy is Jericho is all over commentary saying, oh, the AHFO better not try anything dumb because I'll, I'll go down there and pop one of them. And it's just like. Don't make oh, me go down. You, so, better, you, better, so, you should have you should have been already off the sticks and yeah. already down there in case. But like, it's like, yeah. where were you when he was getting jumped by the men of the year, bro? His, uh, his music didn't hit in time, so he couldn't, yeah. you know, he couldn't Pyro get Pyro didn't get in. <laughs> yeah, but just, yeah. a, just a brief update on Sammy um, without giving. T- I mean, I'm sure if you're watching this by now and have not seen it, I'm sure you've watched Dynamite to some extent because there was a lot of anticipation. But uh, he says, you know, he, he comes out with the cue cards, says, earlier tonight, I set down my vest. I walked away. I did what you said, Chris. I shut up. My actions spoke volumes, though. Not about the unraveling Oh, I of forgot the he had the circle. sign. I, did, I missed this. I forgot oh, about okay. the signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, not about the unraveling of the inner circle. Instead, the TNT championship. Last week, I retained my title, but that doesn't mean I'm safe. Andrade, Darby, and now, question mark, question mark. Uh, my focus belongs on one thing: the face of the revolution. Top dollar. <laughs> the face of the revolution ladder match. No matter who enters or who wins, I will be watching. I will be ready. I am a fighting champion. Let the revolution begin. Sincerely, your undisputed TNT champion, Sammy G. As you know, as it goes, and then uh, this takes us to a uh, parking lot interview. 
Kind of interesting. Rapongi Vice says, we know they were set to face the Bucks maybe three weeks ago. I think uh, Rocky, I don't know if it was an injury or if he fell ill, but that turned yeah, it into – Yeah, it was COVID. Oh, okay. So yeah, that turned yeah. into a singles match between, uh, I think it was Trent and uh, Nick. But, uh, yeah, R- Romero, he talks about being finally 100%. Uh, starts plugging the tag match with the Bucks, uh, finally happening on Rampage, and then they get interrupted by the Bucks. Cole attacks Romero from behind, allowing them to hit a BTE trigger to Rocky. And then they begin to pick up Trent to do the same when Cole stops and says, hey, look who it is, only for Jay White to come into frame. Uh, White at first looks to be helping Romero to his feet, only to whip him face first into the TV truck and then compliments Nick's dangly earring before walking off screen. I like that this was short and sweet and it was shocking, but I hate that this came over the wire on Reddit like two hours before. <laughs> you know, so that's why even later oh, on when someone said that Cutler says it later, like, yeah, you know about this thing? Uh, I saw something about okay, it on, on that, Reddit and it that was makes, like, mm. that makes sense. Okay, Because yeah. I was wondering why you said that. I'm like, that was just a random thing to say. Well, what it was, was there was um, on and, and, Reddit, it was a photo of Jay White. You know what I'm saying? And let me see if I could actually find the, the quote. And remember, I was we were talking about it, a big deal on that group chat, too. I was like, you know what? I feel like there's someone in New Japan that we're not thinking about. I didn't think about I wasn't thinking about him. I didn't think it was going to be possible. Like, no, nah, I mean, it's just I think the only oh, the, the only real problem I had with it was it just came off real kind of. I mean, like you said, it was short and sweet, but Cole came off real just corny to me. Like, I think what hey, it guys, is, look who it is. is no one in the equation has ever been in bullet club at the same time. And that, I think yeah. that's and, why and it's just, it's weird because everyone keeps going, oh, it was like hey. a BC reunion. It's like, it really wasn't not, though. Yeah, and, and then even for him, like, hey, we all took an oath. I'm like, yeah, before they kicked yeah. you out. Yeah, I, I'll before probably. Before they jumped you, bro. Yeah. What you mean? But uh, yeah, the tweet I saw says, I've seen more and more people speculating that tonight's forbidden door signing could be part of a storyline with New Japan leading to their rumored joint show later this year. The more I think about it, the more it makes sense. And that's kind of what got me thinking oh, about I, it. I, it's I've from been, rest you know what? You're right. I did hear that they were rumored to be doing some some work together. Some business. Which man. which I mean, I think it's supposed to be what in um Connecticut, I think, or something. Something weird. Yeah. So it makes sense because I think, you know, we were talking about, you know, Brian Danielson obviously having some interest or assumingly you know, with the Japan product yeah. and you know all that, so that, that might that might be what it is, man. Yeah. But yeah, maybe this is all to misdirect, and we're gonna I, get some crazy when worlds collide type thing. You know, the only other thing I think what got it for me was how, I was like, why are they trying to shoot it like Kazarian trying to be Triple H from the back? <laughs> yeah, because was... I was like, wait, who is it? I'm like, well, no, that's as soon that's as Switchblade's jacket. Yeah, as soon as I, I saw, like, I was oh. like, whoa, okay. So, and I'll be honest, that was kind of crazy, but yeah, I it didn't was. Know if stacking these reveals was the way to go, but I'll yeah, get right into it. Yeah. Isaiah Cassidy taking on a mystery opponent, of course, the highly anticipated free agent Forbidden Door guy. You know, and uh, just to go back, like I was saying, you know, about uh, you know Tony kind of owning his mistake. I believe I have the actual tweet. Yeah, here it goes. It says, because uh, the original tweet was, the forbidden door can be open for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world, whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business, WWE, uh, or ROH. Uh, they're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. And then, so recently says, um, he was not able to secure Jay White until Sunday. I realized after the fact that Friday night I butchered my own definition of forbidden door in hyping tonight. I heard the fans' feedback and wanted to ensure that tonight was a special night um, for everybody. Thank you, everyone who watched. So, so all that proved to us is that he is perfectly capable of apologizing over a bad tweet. Yeah. But he only chooses when he wants to do it and not – who it involves if he doesn't apologize? Okay, big swell. Hey, cool. but he but he cool. had that cool summit like talk with Leo, who's leaving. 
Diddy though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, 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 don't, and don't forget the album's out right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, shout hey. out to, but you know what? Shout out to dude. Check that out, man. Yeah, yeah, because I know we know a lot of people. On yeah, there. we have yeah. T Call, T Call, man, Mega, Mega Ran, of yeah, course, man. and then uh, Rated R, man. Yeah, those and there's a lot of Monteezy, other guys on there. who who does a lot of some of the the, mm-hmm. the joints on uh, AW as well. He but, does, but yeah, I, I've he's got kind of a rep that you know I don't know I, I, I I'm gonna move on, <laughs> but it's Black History Month, baby. Shane Strickland, you need a you need a new song. Holla at me. I'm saying, saying. Uh, but yeah, we got Isaiah Cassidy, you know, this highly anticipated mystery guy because he's set to come in. He's going to sign a contract, have this match. And it's a qualifier for the face of the Revolution ladder match. Same uh, water. Same water. water. Keith Lee is revealed to be the new signee, limitless indeed. Uh, how, and the man to face the, Isaiah Cassidy. How would you feel about the entrance then? Um, Got to grow I, on me, but I think everyone was expecting them to. Like, someone was like, you better buy back that song. I'm like, That's well, how I felt. I'm like, it technically belongs to uh, to CFO, so they could, right? That's how I'm looking at it. Like, mad, like, dude, I would, if that catalog's open, then you got Undisputed, like, well, we want the song. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't because. What, what, oh, nah, man. I mean, at least it doesn't say. Like, there's no words to their old song that says, yeah. Undisputed. I was actually let yesterday just years boom. old when I realized that the DIY theme is just Johnny Gargano's theme without the words. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was watching them versus the FTR in Toronto just for uh, shits and gigs. It's always a good, you know, always got to watch them. Are tape. you sure? I feel like they they changed it. They might have piped that I, I'll, in, I'll play bro. for you. I'll, maybe, but I'll play it for you because I was like, they, oh, yeah, I forgot this is their joint. I'm like, hmm. oh, this is just yeah. a song because you hear the doom, 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 like the breakdown yeah, yeah. was like this rebel, but it but never he didn't s- even have that music yet. He th- didn't get th- rebel heart till he so, was. So, but that's uh, what I'm saying. That song, like, if I'm gonna play for you okay, after yeah, we get we'll, it, yeah, we'll yeah, 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 Little little excerpts. Uh, I, I could tell. I gotta, that, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, I gotta check that out. But yeah, uh, yeah we get uh, a old bask in his glory almost immediately mm. uh, as the bell rings. Uh, Isaiah hates the fanfare, gets in Lee's face, only to be Bill thrown to the moon. Bruh, right? I, I. That's why when I touched you, I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, that's what that was for. Because okay. that dude did like a sense. Like he was as high as if he jumped off the top rope. That was like you know it reminds me of remember when uh, Big Show billed uh, Brock and he sold for him, boy. Yeah. Uh, Lee shows off his usual agility and then hits that slingshot. Shot cross body on Isaiah for good measure. Uh, Isaiah hits a drop kick only for Lee to pounce him out the ring. And uh, it's important to note Matt Hardy apparently during the uh, break before Keith made his reveal or his debut, I should say, he had said audibly that if Isaiah loses his match, he's leaving. And so I thought it was very ironic the way he left through the crowd, like his brother. That that was. I didn't even think about that because mm-hmm. I did notice it, but I wasn't even think that that didn't come to mind. But that yeah, that's a real mm-hmm. obvious uh, Easter egg right there. You're right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been dropping them, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah manages a corkscrew plancha outside with Mark Quinn's distraction, and then goes for a corkscrew roundhouse kick or Trouble in Paradise. But Lee swats that shit away <laughs> and hits a pop up style Big Bang catastrophe for the win. Uh, Post match, Mark uh, uh, tries to attack Lee from behind. They get him Wait, to the floor with he, a double drop kick. He hit him with the with the big bang. Oh no! I'm sorry, the spirit bomb. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I no, forgot I, that's what he. Yeah, no, I was, I was just wondering. I was like, I don't remember seeing it, but I, I could have missed it. Man, I, the, the way what? the way he just <laughs> yo he slaughtered him, bro. Yeah, man. Cassidy attempts a plancha, gets caught and dumped on the floor. Then Mark tries a uh, senton, only to be caught in a powerbomb style, and then powerbomb onto his partner, and once more in the apron. Uh, just to show, you know, Keith Lee's dominance. And I will say, um, it's so funny. I was talking to Justin. Shout out to PW Spotlight, Pro yeah, Wrestling Spotlight. Man. And we were trying to speculate, you know. And uh, 
he had sent me the first thing he sent me was that photo that was floating around of quote unquote them on their honeymoon. I know they were just married early this week. Apparently, yeah. Nick Foley married them. I didn't even know. Oh, that. that's that's yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of people that went there. Like I seen like Sheldon had had a hilarious picture with fucking Mia. Oh you, yeah, that, you know, yeah, they, they, they got a hate love relationship. Exactly. So. But I found it interesting because someone you know, I tell you, you put the internet sluice on a case, especially in the wrestling community, they will get to work. And what happened was that. They broke down how that photo, despite it being posted the day before, Mia Yim posted a uh, a uh, a picture with her having blue hair, and that photo had black hair. Mm. And then someone found a similar photo on Twitter from the summer of 2020, not 2021, two almost two years ago, of them and her in the same bikini and the same colored hair. So they were people were able. Kind of able to ascertain that this was an old photo that she kind of maybe tried to throw people off with. Um, and apparently that's what uh, people were saying. That's what Ronda tried to do before the Rumble because I guess she hosted some game stream and was trying to make it seem like, oh, well, she can't be doing this and then going to the Rumble type of thing. So, you know, not a bad way to try to throw us off. But I found out before the show started. Let, let, so I let, felt let, like that was the most logical if it wasn't going to be Gargano. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's just say that uh, we know Ronda is not good at kayfabing so mm, no. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me but Mm-mm. yeah i mean um the other thing too that made me think about it is there was a few people there was nxt people and AEW people that were at that wedding yeah so that's i mean because i saw dakota i can't remember who it was she was taking a picture with somebody dakota kai was there mm. took a picture with somebody from the other side i'm surprised i thought that was really cool i'm surprised they didn't pick up mia though because you know what i've had to say hey, don't about don't mia, say but, never because yeah. you know the fact that that i know that they're doing the, i mean and, and you're gonna get to it but they're rolling out this open challenge step for the TBS mm-hmm. championship. Now I was thinking that'd be a good way to either bring in her or Ember moon at a later mm, day. The Athena. way they, uh, the, did you yeah. fear that she, she was one that helped Rhonda get into ring. I shape? did see that. Yeah. I did see that. And then, um, hmm. I don't know reason why I was, I was hoping it was, uh, they said AQA. And I was like, Oh, Wait, she's one of Booker's girl. I'm like, maybe I don't know. That's we'll a, see. That, you know, that was, but. yeah, that was that was, uh, and I, I'm gonna get to that match in a second. But uh, before then, we got some other business on the women's uh, roster. Britt Baker, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Thunder Rosa, kind of a vignette. Uh, Britt clarifies if you guys didn't watch Rampage last week that she's the one that actually paid Mercedes to attack Thunder Rosa in the uh, to begin with during that TBS title match. Uh, Mercedes then challenges Rosa to a no DQ match. Says, uh, you know, there's no excuses, and everyone knows the OG badass works uh, or. Performs better when there's no rules. Rosa accepts and says she hopes Mercedes knows what she got herself into. Just want to make a minor note, injury update. Uh, we haven't seen Rio since her match against Britt Baker for the title mm. at Battle of the Belts. She broke her collarbone in the first five minutes of that match Holy and powered shit. through. She's out for three months. But, you know, we uh, definitely. Crazy. Yeah, man, man. That's all that crazy Joshi tenacity, man. <laughs> I feel like. They're like, man, a- this ain't nothing. This is, this is a Tuesday for, yeah. a, for a young girl. Girl. It's like I still got my hands and my and my legs. We good. This is what you know we what call mean? training. I think yeah. I gotta go warm up the rice for the elders. Like what? Man, <laughs> like, I can't imagine because she did hit a Northern Lights at one point. So I man. wonder which shoulder she used. And so, then she's yeah. oh, man. I mean, good thing she's oh, that's a lot of weight to put yeah, on that shoulder on that bridge. Ooh, definitely. So uh, next shout out get, to her. Shout yeah, out to shout her, out to her. Get well soon. You know, what I mean, like I, to me, I think she's a great. Re-addition to the roster, but I just hate the start-stop that happens. Yeah, you know? she has so. been kind of missing a little bit too. But yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, we get the big tag match that was announced earlier: FTR uh, with Tully Blanchard, of course, in their corner, taking on CM Punk, a mystery partner. 
And uh, we see John Moxley is revealed as Punk's partner to a huge pop. A little bit of a visual nod to their WWE history with the shield and all that stuff. Uh, of course, much to MJF and Spears' dismay backstage. And I love we see Mox on his way to the ring. He flips off. FTR, but then bows in respect to Tully. Yeah. <laughs> just thought that was a great little, yeah. you know. And uh, I'm going to just try to chop this down as much as I could because it was a long match. Uh, FTR, they take turns picking apart Punk's injured leg from last week, and they hit an innovative assisted Indian death lock. Did you see that? I did see that. With that little forearm. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, Mox hits a money clip on Cash. German suplexes for both members of FTR and then hits a double DDT as well. Punk goes for a slingshot cross body outside but gets caught by FTR only for Mox to hit a suicide dive and knock down all the pins before uh, Picture in Picture. Both teams actually brawl into the crowd during Picture in Picture with Aubrey's discretion. I didn't mind that, but there was just a lot of illegal yeah, tag Yeah, I, I looked up stuff, and I was you know? like, why are they – I was like, this is a lot. Like, yeah, but the FTR, they do get a chance to take out Mox with a double back suplex through the timekeeper's table. Uh, he does manage to beat the count, um, and then he makes it back only to get dominated and double teamed upon his return. Uh, Mox goes to tag Punk, uh, but he's distracted fighting off Dax on the apron before FTR hit a Vegomatic on uh, Mox for a very near fall. Then they attempt the powerplex on Punk, but Mox counters, and uh, they manage to hit a doomsday device with Punk or with each other, or together, I should say, for a very near fall. It was pretty badass for guys that size. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> like, I, I will say. say. That, and yeah. Dax flipped as well. You were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. uh, you, know. Well, you know what I think? Shout out to Ghost, man. He told us about that nasty uh, neck injury he got from not being able to get rotated all the oh, way that's on there. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I always think, when I see that, I always like... Mm. And then when I see that they flub over flush, I'm like, that's how you okay. do it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Wheeler hits a tornado DDT off the apron to a la Trent Beretta, kind of like what you said yeah, earlier, exactly. to Mox on the floor. And then he smashes Punk's head with a ring bell behind Aubrey's back before Dax capitalizes with a brain buster, but only gets two. Very great near fall. Punk attempts a GTS, but Dax counters with a flapjack and it turns into a big rig. Mox breaks the pin. Should have been over there. We'll it really should have because it, it, yeah. it was a dope. That, sequence, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Then we get a slugfest by both teams. It leads to FTR trying to do the uh, spike pile driver, but Mox interrupts with a bully choke from behind on Dax. Punk then locks in the uh, Anaconda vice. Then we see Cash is visibly tapping, but Aubrey is distracted by Mox's illegal bully choke because they are not the legal yeah. men. And I uh, also doesn't see Tully entering and breaking the pin and then paintbrushing paint <laughs> Punk's face with a sports jacket, which I thought was funny. Like, he was laughing because he's like, it's fucking Tully, man. Yeah. Like, you could tell he was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Punk hits a GTS um, or of sorts to Tully before escaping a schoolboy yeah. attempt by Cash only for FTR to eat a GTS and Dirty Deeds. Did not say Paradigm Shift. Uh, giving the faces the win to MJF Chagrin backstage once again. Yeah, I felt like this match just went on a little bit longer than it needed to. Mm -hmm. It was like a good said, impromptu. Yeah. On, you know, th like, th there should have been, like we said, we, I think we, we, we thought FTR should have got that win when, when it should have happened. But yeah. Yeah. When you had all the extra stuff about like, I was talking to you about like, Oh, he's trying to get the hot tag, but CM Punk's distracted. And then like you said, he was trying to tap him out and he was tapping out, but then John had the, 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 the yeah. so I was like, well, we're doing a lot of this to plant seeds for a whole lot of nothing unless something's going to happen on, on Rampage. So. And that's what I'm hoping because not and not to jump ahead, we did talk about also Brian Danielson being announced uh, to be probably having some sort of segment. And, you know, especially fresh off of that interesting segment they had last yeah. week. And he's like, hey, think about it. I know he didn't say I'll be back next week, but it was kind of implied. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where as soon as I saw Mox, I said, oh, this should be interesting. Maybe it'll bring, you know, Dragon in somehow. And, and Yeah, especially when you got CM Punk in yeah. It's part of the cash. Like this is the first time they're going to be on on you know screen together. Yeah, in a storyline type and it, of and it capacity. And it almost made it seem like is it going to be Mox and Punk 
first before he gets back to you know MJF like in his heat back. With what that, if you it's know, so. four of them? Mm. What if it's Punk, Moxley, Joe, and Danielson? I mean, we I know that was another big name that was uh, in Lariat. the mix for for maybe the mystery name because of the Forbidden Door free agent thing. Yeah, Samoa Joe really fits that. Mold. I really thought he was gonna be Kenta because he's been talking a lot of shit. I, thought uh, I almost thought it was so. gonna be Tanahashi maybe because you yeah, know, we we heard about that tease. Remember he or was saying Okada. he was like, oh. I, if Jericho wins, I may want the second next shot. Yeah. And it's like, that was a whole lot of bull. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, we get a TBS title match. AQA, the former Zeta Ramir, who was just let go not yeah. too long ago. I guess her 30 days are up. And, you know, I often said I really liked her tenacity. I knew that uh, before this tape, you know, that they play that she was a Booker T uh, student and trainee. She's 25 years old, so, you know, her trajectory can only go up. Absolutely. And uh, she's beaten and faced some of the best women's wrestlers on this planet, but wants to test herself against the very best in Dynamite. And that's a shoot, you know, because she, she's worked for Shimmer and, no, and yeah, you know, yeah. a bunch of places before. I, so Yeah, she. I mean, I didn't know that, realize that that's who that was when she was on the WWE or in NXT, I, I should bro, say. I had to double check. I was like, Wait, but, she, was she dressing the same way? The same way. Really? Okay. Yeah, but I feel like Amari Miller. This must have been like, right before we we changed off, like, and, and I started doing NXT had, and you started doing AEW. Yeah, definitely. That's why I remember most. That, yeah, okay. So. But uh, we do get Jade versus. Uh, I, I see. I put Zeta, but I got to put AQA. Apparently, the double A's are her. I think it's like Angela Anderson, but I don't know what the Q's for. But AQA gets a quick arm drag, only to be uh, deadlifted into a schoolboy suplex with a muscle flex by Jade. Uh, she then. I want to call her Angela so Arnold. Or Angela Arnold. There you go. AQA then hits a pop-up drop kick, but gets dominated by Jade during picture-in-picture. Picture. Jade toys with her. Uh, she hits a follow-away slam and uh, pinning only to break her own pin and do push-ups. Uh, then she press slams her for two, but uh, AQA manages a sling blade and a satellite DDT and then actually hits Jade within a very impressive shooting star press, but only gets two. Uh, she tries another diving attack, and it gets a little clunky, but Jade eventually counters with a spinning power slam, which I've never seen her use that move um which you know th that's yeah, a keith lee staple too but. i wasn't yeah i've seen and i'm not uh, mad if you pair those two up but i don't want smart mark who's near ivar does lee. it too right yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh she does hit jaded for the win um but yeah not not bad at all and uh to cap on the uh some of the bullet club stuff we were talking about earlier we do have the super elite backstage on the brand or the cutler cam uh bucks make fun of their attack earlier and then vow to climb back up the rankings and get the titles back cole tells the bucks that jay white is available if they need any backup on rampage matt kind of takes cole to task for not getting the heads up again and uh says you know it kind of reminds him you know uh he used to be one of kenny's biggest rivals cole says he knows about their history but tells the bucks he's never steered them wrong in the past and if they trust him they can trust jay white cole adds despite being the elite they all took an oath that when you're a bullet club you're bullet club for life finishes by saying white made a statement tonight and the bucks will make a statement on rampage but he has his own statement to make and uh he'll catch them later and we'll get to that in a little bit uh, but this takes us to uh, what you were talking about earlier, the Serena Deeb Professor five-minute rookie challenge, I, be I believe. It's a mouthful. I, I do. I do like what they're doing. It's been tried and true before, but I, I, I need more I, people. I, I, think, I need other people more than rookies. You know what I mean? think so. Deeb is the right person to do this with, though. Yeah. You know, so but she does cut a promo about beating Sky Blue in less than three minutes. Uh, last time she was in a ring, says there isn't a woman in the back that's on her level, let alone that can last five minutes with her. And then issues the professor five minute rookie challenge. Tells Katie she should feel honored to share the ring with her and adds that she wants to put her life on the line tonight. She'll gladly be the one to dig her grave. Uh, and honestly, yeah, I was no, like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not much to say here. You know, Deep toys with her early on, even gives her a free yeah. shot, but eventually yeah. applies the serenity lock. 
uh, for a quick Super win. Tight, right, too, yeah, yeah, right at the four-minute mark. Uh, this brings us to match announcements. Uh, like we said, Friday Night Rampage, uh, Rapongi Vice, finally healthy, taking on the Young Bucks. Uh, also, like I said, Brian Danielson, well, uh, I guess we'll be hearing from him. Hook will be in action against, quote, QT Marshall's top pupil, uh, Blake Lee. Not too sure who that is. Yeah, he was he was hyping him up, what, last week? Oh, okay. Or maybe it was on, no, no, I'm sorry. It was a little promo he did on Rampage because he was, like, mad that he stepped over him. At oh, got to. Sign of disrespect, right? Uh, we got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Robin Renegade. And then uh, we That's see. Such an indie name, damn. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Jurassic Express, even though it doesn't seem like. Like they know their names anymore. I mean, because it's weird. You got they're taking on the Gun Club and they're defending the titles, but it says Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Colton and Austin Gunn. And maybe maybe like, that they're like, no, nah, we're not we're not the Express without Marco. I get. Who maybe, knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some pack they made. They have like matching tattoos. We don't know about. I don't yeah. know. And then they try to do a little vignette. The only, the only thing to say is. You threw two, me two words for you, new champs. That's about you, you threw us in. Oh damn, yeah, I, yeah. I saw the other words. Like you threw me in the snow. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh shit, they took the Tarzan out of the jungle and he yeah. didn't know what to do. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, when I heard, it, I was like, yes, correct. We all saw that piece of business. I ain't gonna lie though, hearing Billy say it, I was like, what did he say? I got two words. I'm like, damn, that sounds, said, so, hey. it sounds great. It's, 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 every time he hits it, it sounds awesome. Oh, right? you know, yeah, no, I mean, and I get it because his sons are too busy telling each other they're gorgeous and talented. <laughs> and he's dumb. like, look, let's take it old school, all right? Just two yeah. words, new champs. You know how that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm your fucker's father. Man. <laughs> like, that's how Seriously. he made it sound. Like, knock it off. And then uh, for Dynamite, again, uh, we got Jericho and Hager taking on Proud and Powerful. This the is inner good booking. circle split across the ring. Yeah. Again, again I could have done without Sammy. I mean, I don't need Sammy stuck in the middle, but yeah, you know. I think it's good to remove Sammy because, like we said, all his accolades don't aren't anchored down by inner circle. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, any and, any of their issues with each other. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, what I mean, and yeah. he shined the most during that uh, whatever that that what's that touchdown football? Oh, uh, stadium stampede. Stadium stampede. Yeah, the second one. So. Yeah, I was gonna say the first one. He was getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> he took the he took the finish from from Kenny at the top. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we got this new uh, no DQ match. Mercedes Martinez taking on Thunder Rosa. I I'm gonna be honest. I don't have high hopes for it because the no DQ step just seems like a green light for Team DMD to come on down. So, which they need a name because that's that's not really. I mean, it was interesting seeing uh, Jamie Hader getting a little bit uh, frisky uh, with 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 Britt. Yeah, kind of like making moves without her knowledge. Like, wait, when did that happen? So when she was talking about, and this may have been the week before, or maybe you know what, this was on Rampage too. She talks about again reiterates. Everyone thinks that she's, you know, it, it was uh, Jade pulling the strings for, for Mercedes Martinez, but I'm the one who, you know, and then so she's like talking about why she did it to take her out since someone else couldn't. Mm. And that someone else is Jamie Hader from all the way back in the Eliminator okay, tournament. Okay. You know what I mean? So gotcha. Um, it created a little bit of friction there. You know, yeah, it's so weird because the battle of the belts, they made it seem like everything was forgiven and they're such on a the same way. Fucking pay per view or special event? Yeah, special event. Premier live event. Uh, but yeah, we get to the main event: Texas Death Match with the AEW title on the line. You may only win via submission or countout. Lance Archer, the is murder that always, hawk That monster. is always how it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah you're they, right. You know, and then uh, Hangman Adam Page defending. And I'm just going to say off top before I just dive in here, great match, great, you know, use of the environment. There wasn't over uh, overstay of involvement from the normal characters. Lambert got in, got out. Jake kind of got in, got out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so I'm glad this was really more of a decisive win. And Hangman needs to look great. 
you know, because he's kind of been on the back burner to the punk storyline and other things going on uh, in terms of his place on the card, you know, on TV. Like he's, you know, getting laid out, but like in the bottom third, you know, of, or of the second hour almost, you know what I'm saying? So, but this was a good look. But uh, pre-match page is shown brawling with Archer backstage to kick off the match, uses his belt to nail Archer with a headshot and then shoves him through a pane of glass in the hill tunnel. I, I assume that maybe Archer was going to use for his entrance. He's done it one other time before that I remember, but I remember it wasn't glass. It was like a, remember when Kenny did it when he was first doing like the, the uh, yeah, that's girls right. and yeah. all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. silhouette stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this actually leaves Archer uh, bleeding pretty good. Yeah. Page hits a bleeding Archer with a buckshot lariat early on that sends him to the floor. Archer, uh, he's able to get to his feet, though. He does counter a suicide dive attempt with a trash can laid to Page's head that busts <laughs> yeah. him wide the F open. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's not what busted him open is when he went and grabbed, like, the hook. Like, that's that's what I noticed. Oh, he, 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 okay. He, because okay. if you notice, he was like this doing, you know, gotcha. the whole twist and – yeah, gotcha. twist okay. and rip. That makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Lambert gets to the ring, unscrews the top rope from the post to prevent Paige from hitting another lariat. Um, Impressive so, that he even knew what to do. Yeah, in, definitely. In ring, yeah. Seriously, at that point, he didn't just go straight for the microphone and put himself over. Uh, Paige counters a choke slam <laughs> in the crowd with a moonsault onto Archer from the barricade. Uh, Archer hits a helicoaster and chokes Paige with that discarded turnbuckle pin, and that must have been like you said when he uh, he actually busts him open. Yeah, he was like grinding on his head. You know, they always the forehead spot. Give you yeah. yeah that one little small spot, so you got gotcha. Actually get fucked up. <laughs> Archer then sets up two tables at ringside to be used for later. Of Lance exposes the floor mat while Jake hits a short arm lariat on Paige and then teases a DDT, but Archer shoves him off that, only to turn right into a DDT from Paige on the floor. That crowd Jake, not Archer, too. by the way. That yeah. crowd wanted it bad. I just don't think he could take that back bump, especially not on the floor. So After taking numerous shots from a kendo stick, Archer finally breaks it in half, drills Paige with a choke slam onto the trash can. Uh, he Then he brandishes a fork out of nowhere, uses it on his bloody face. Face or his head yeah, licks it in a yeah, that, COVID pandemic. That's what era. I was worried about too. I was like, oof. But no, and then nails a uh, a interesting cannonball senton from the apron yeah. to the floor, and then I see him see him symbolically raise the AEW title. I thought that was a really good spot. How he yeah, did that. Yeah, it was. Uh, then he then brings in a barbed wire steel chair, and then places the steel steps on its side before hitting Paige with a dangerous looking blackout onto the steps <sighs> from the apron. Makes the champion bounce on impact and nearly I, hit his head on the post. I, I forget that their stairs are just one piece. It's not two pieces. Yeah, like, it's just one piece melted together. Mm. So yeah, he de- like he bounced off of it, but you could tell it wasn't like gimmick. That was just like yeah, him that bouncing was all off impact, it. Yeah. dude. Yeah, Archer then stupidly, and I I will say it, yep, Archer then right. stupidly interrupts the ref's ten count and picks up Page and throws him back in the ring. Moronically, I guess. Yeah, moronically, <laughs> I guess to finish him off with the power bomb onto the barbed wire chair. But when he goes for it, Page is able to rip the barbed wire off, wraps it around his arm, and hits a rolling elbow. At this point, Paul Turner bends over to safely move the discard barbed wire out the ring only for Paige to seize the opportunity vault over him with a front handspring and hit an innovative punk buckshot lariat to Archer off the apron out the ring through the ringside tables and uh, Paige barely beats the 10 count and narrowly gets the win over the Murderhawk monster I mean it's that's a good way to beat a guy like that and make him look dangerous because he looked dangerous in this match. But like we always say, there always tends to be this, like, like I think I sent you the thing where Justin from PW Spotlight's like, oh, he's like the sub-boss, like the guy yeah. who beat before the guy. Like, he, he's you know? um, he's Busta Rhymes before D-Mob. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? Like, uh, or, or, or I guess like Fat Joe and his hand. Like, it's for whatever reason. Death Jam Vendetta fans know. Yeah, we were just talking like, man, he's good, but why do they always bring him in just to be that – 
the biggest threat slash worst nightmare. Yeah. Like when and granted, someone like Hangman could definitely use that right now because you know he needs his reign to feel you know a little bit stronger to me, just me personally. But yeah, yeah, we're just talking about like. Bro, you had two managers out there, one of them who got physically involved, the other one who actually, you know, helped take away the the, the buckshot Larry. Yeah. And it's like, it's it just, you weaponize a guy like <laughs> freaking Archer. It's like, I get it. You're building the story. So, yeah, when he does get overcome, it makes sense. But it, it kind of, yeah. like you said, that last spot just made him look dumb. Like, no, it, it did, in my opinion. Like, I, he could have won that way. And it's hard for me to ignore that because it was such a gruesome spot to watch, especially the impact. Yeah, and, it, and it's tough, but it's like you—you you were telling me yesterday. It's like it—it's a—it was a great match. It's just in terms of build, especially the weeks leading up, and like you said, what the two do? managers, the weapon, yeah. you know, giving them the right to use weapons. It's his match, basically. Like, Texas Death yeah. Match, the last one they had. He, like, well, he won on AEW television, so it seems like the odds are highly stacked against the Cowboy. But like, like, you know. like what does he do next week after what just happened? That's, you know what I'm saying? And that's and, always, and that's always what I'm worried that's about. Always the question. And yeah. The only after to, Cody, after all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, speaking, of the only two notes I had about this match because I know you got post match. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody, take notes. That's how you do a moonsault on the floor in the crowd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> flush. And the other yeah, thing he be was doing the band. <laughs> yeah, he does. Even though, like you said, you know, they they went to the tables only to tease it just to get to it later. I have to say, I thought they were going for it right then and there. They did a good job putting a lot of time into teasing it before ultimately just like for you know just yeah. forfeiting it. So because I was trained for that dead eye, and when he hit that, I was like. Yo, that was lit. Shout out to Paul Turner for now making it look super duper uh Yeah. But choreographed. Like, but you like know? I think I sent you that video as I ran it yeah, back because I had missed some things. And you know, right after the spot with a moonsault in the crowd, and they, and he makes his way back to the ring and hangman does realize, oh, the, yeah, the top road is gone. Excalibur says, oh, he's realizing that means no buckshot Lariat. And then JR kind of kind of gives away the finish by saying, Well, not the normal way. You know, and it's just like you don't <laughs> think anything about that until after you see the finish, and then you go back and you're like, "Oh, what the hell?" That was like a weird little Easter egg. Was that dangle. like a Bobby the Brain Hinton where he's like, "But who is he with?" Yeah, like, no, don't save it. Yeah, serious man. <laughs> but uh, post match, uh, we do see Adam Cole Bay Bay march down the ramp, yeah. grab the AEW title belt yeah. from the ref, and takes a really good look at it. Almost drops it because of how heavy Mister you know, Pretty Platinum is. Bruh, they didn't have Platinum in NXT in Orlando, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and uh takes a good look before placing it over Paige's shoulder to send a message that he's up next. Um but yeah, man, uh that was that was uh dynamite, not a bad way to go off. A great main event. Um I gotta say, I mean it's hard not to tout the mox and punk tagging, even though there's some clunkiness. The team meeting was good drama. I think it was great to see yeah. the you know, the beginning, the lighting of the fuse that is the implosion of Which inner circle. It's been what, two, two, almost three years now? Yeah, just too long. Yeah. Um a JY and Keith Lee debuting. Um, no matter how it was, because I will say, personally, I didn't think Lee's segment or match was as big as it should have been. Oh, you don't think it, you don't think it, it uh, fully showcased? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was just a, a small nugget of time, you know. And so, I, I'm, I'm, I'll put it this way: it makes me hungrier to to see what what else Keith Lee will do because Absolutely. he's he's literally one of the best people to watch in a ring. He tells a great story. He's got great facials. 
He knows how to work the crowd. He's great, you know, and we just haven't seen that in so long. And I'm not talking about the main roster jump. I mean, maybe some of the stuff in the very beginning with Randy and stuff, but that quickly got washed away when they decided, oh, we need you to be in our image. So I am uh, definitely anticipating what Jay White does if he shows up on Rampage, but that deathmatch main event definitely I thought was a good way to yeah, I thought go it off was, the air. It was better than, than I anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. It may have been both the personalities involved because they're both, you know, just slugfest type dudes. Um, the, the only thing that was bugging me with the post-match on that match was it just seems like they got Adam Cole kind of operating on all types of cylinders right now, but not in a good way. Like, he's just... Doing it's, a lot, but not doing much. Because look, it seems I get, like they're setting up some sort of BC versus BC. Yeah, no, right? I, I, well, at first I thought it was going to be you know Kenny and the Bucks versus the Paragon or whatever they're going to do. But yeah. Then, yeah, they keep introducing new faces, and and then again, where the fuck is Red Dragon? Where the fuck they've been at? Well, I think we were talking about Kyle recently had a baby. Oh, so, you're right. So you're right. I know yeah, he's yeah. been, but I don't know why that means fish can't be on screen. You know what I mean? So, I'm the grandpappy. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm no, the goddaddy. Like I don't know. Like, like it's kind of um, kind of weird, but yeah, it's like almost like oh, so they not a thing. Well, it's now, it's or? the reason why it's weird for me is because like one minute he's this, one minute he's talking about that. He's running down all. He's like he like after his last uh, match, he ran down all of his opponents. I'm like. Yeah, bro, but you beat 10 nobodies. Yeah, seriously. You beat 10 no, but some of them don't even work here. Yeah, and the biggest you name know what I mean? or rivalry Like Anthony you've Green had. don't work there, right? He's yeah, just, He's no. just one of the uh, guys on Dark usually, and, and I like Anthony Green, but yeah. He's, and, and Cassidy's probably the most notable guy, but then it's like yeah. he didn't win the Trent, match that mattered, but yeah. then it didn't It didn't happen. So And Trent, yeah, that was a great matchup, I thought, too. Those yeah, two, they had a really good one. Yeah, but that was uh, AEW Dynamite. Like I said, I really enjoyed uh, the surprise partner reveal team meeting the reveals of jay white keith lee and of course that deathmatch man is definitely something to write home about i will yeah. say so. i had a, one suggestion i think that they should move forward because this is only the first one if they move forward with the pro uh, the professor five minute whatever mm-hmm. it may be corny but what if she like gave like beat people and started giving like grades like Mm. Yeah, that was a D plus performance. You're you're a D plus player or yeah, whatever. Definitely heal it up as well. I yeah. mean, because if not her, then they definitely need to get Andre Chase on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's a teacher. That was moment. an A plus ass whoop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. But um, yeah, man, that's been the show, dude. Uh, thank you for eloquently course, breaking down dynamite as we always try to get into the uh, specifics. Yeah. Try to offer some suggestions. Try to offer some creative. Input as well, man. Uh, but you know what? I'd say both shows had a pretty solid episode this week. So um, good for us. Good for us. Yeah, fans, yeah, man. yeah. No, definitely. Again, uh, you know, I think we're just going to have to wait until the next big pape. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have to do Saudi uh, for Elimination Chamber. But I will say that we're probably not going to do any predictions um, for uh, Vengeance Day going down next week. But I definitely will be covering it. I'm sure there's going to be some more surprises on the AEW side as well. But um, do me a favor, y'all. If you're not already following me, what's wrong with you? Go to the doctor. Check what's good out there. Try to get that vaccine. Follow us. And then come back. Follow us everywhere on social media, man. Yeah. Uh, the Quincy Jones Show on Twitter. The Quincy Jones Show on Instagram. And as well as uh, Facebook.com uh, backslash The Quincy Jones Show. You can find me, Quincy Jones Go, everywhere you go get your music. But I would suggest going to Spotify and run up the numbers, fam. Because you know it's no mercy out here for these streets. Ooh. Keeping one foot on their neck and one foot on these uh, on the on, on the gas pedal on these marks yes on, on I, these marks but uh, definitely uh, also uh, you've seen the video I put it back up we still got some shirts man if you guys want to support uh, hit us up man we got a uh, medium large extra large and you could just uh, hit us up with your order at the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com 
Um, but yeah, on uh, more music, yes, you're going to want to hit up this man over here. D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R. Hit the search bar. Boom. There I are. Five star bars. You know what it is. I'll tell you guys every single week on every single episode. Go to Spotify, just like Quincy Jones said, because it's not just Quincy Jones. It's the Mega Towers. Just, you know, the, the best on the mic, on the podcast, everywhere, in the studio, Facts. wherever you think that you're going to be better than the Mega Towers, uh, man, you should probably just any, pack a lunch any ex- or stay ex- home. Any ex- 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 existential plane that you could think of. Mm-mm. Mm. We, 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 we does this. I mean, we appreciate you think so highly of yourself, but that's a hard path for me, Jack. Anyway, <laughs> other than that, man, go ahead, check me on Spotify. Check me on uh, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, on, on uh, you know, just uh, Amazon Music. Everywhere that you love to stream, your favorite artist, Daddy, the Doc Lesnar, Hip Hop Poppy, gonna be there. The stream's been running up, but of course, like we said, share that same love to my mans over here, the best tag team partner, world's greatest tag team partner, Quincy of, Jones Go. Speaking of which, world's greatest tag team, Streaming right now. Yeah. They keep running up the like. Shout out to True uh, 100 Radio. Yes, you can sir. also tune in to them every Friday. That's where we're going to be dropping every new episode of Quincy Jones Show. Alternatively, we're always going to be on iTunes. We're going to be on CastBox, Spotify, yes, uh, iHeartRadio. And, of course, you know, you can always hit us up on the social medias, man. But until next time. I was say, though, too, and those who got they got iPhones, iPhone fam, iPhone squad, podcast app, we also on there, too. Oh, man. you're right. And you're don't right. forget yeah. to follow us, man. You guys know what it is. At Doc Lesnar on IG and TikTok. At I'm Doc Lesnar, Facebook and Twitter, and search your boy Doc Lesnar on record because I got that merch, dog. I got them shirts all the same sizes that Quincy just talked about. Phone fingers, hats, just saw one of them things the other day. Anything you can think of, stickers, etc., hit me, boy, up. And just like you said, man, it's been a great week in wrestling. Great review. But until next time, I got three words for him, dog. Top Top guys guys out. out.